This is your boy Jeff EK. I'm here with Nick Erso as always. What's good? And today we actually have a fellow gym owner with us. We are with Jeff Winsenreed, owner of Monkey Bar Gym here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we want to talk today to Jeff about how he started his gym and kind of like the challenges he went through starting the gym and you know what inspired him to start his gym. So actually I'm going to open up the mic to you, Jeff, and kind of give a little bit of background of what inspired you to start the gym and the challenges and how you got here. Cool. Uh, first off, thank you very much for uh, doing the podcast here today. And uh, I'm excited to tell my story. Uh, I blogged about it a couple times, and you know, I think you know, being able to hear a business owner's story is, is pretty powerful because I think there's a lot of people out there who you know, want to start a business or want to own their own gym. And, and if you can learn from some of the things that you know, I've went through or other business owners have gone through, you know, you're going to be successful if you don't make the same mistakes. So, um, so yeah, so I'd, I'd love to tell my story. So, you know, I went to school at uh, Stevens Point and I graduated with a communication degree and coaching minor in um, 2006. So, um, so I've been in Milwaukee, moved down to Milwaukee since uh, right away, you know, right after I graduated. And my senior year, I had, uh, had a project that I did and it was for an entrepreneurial training class and training course actually, it was uh, 10 weeks. And, you know, I always knew that I wanted to start my own business and I think, you know, I knew that right from the get-go. My first job, I was in eighth grade working at Culver's and uh, couldn't flip burgers just yet because, uh, you know, I was under, under 16, I believe, is, is the, to work in the kitchen. So, you know, I was cut off at like seven o'clock but uh, anyway, so the entrepreneurial training course really kind of set me in motion for, you know, putting me in the mindset for uh, owning my own business. And so I put my first business plan together and it was uh, called PT2U. And basically I, I didn't want to have any overhead. And so being a personal trainer at the time, I was like, you know, I definitely want to do a fitness business, you know. Uh, I ran track all through through college and uh, in high school so eight years of uh, of running playing sports uh, played football and elementary school middle school high school uh, and then after uh, after college as well I played uh, one year semi-pro to local local semi-pro uh, so you know when I moved to Milwaukee life was good you know I had a I had to make a decision right when I graduated and you know, the decision was, do I roll with my business with no money and a bunch of debt uh, and try to make it work? Or, you know, do I try and get a job and, um, you know, make, uh, you know, kind of build it on the side as, as I'm bringing in income? Mm -hmm. And so, so I went with the job route at first and because it really at the time, you know, PT2U was like a, I don't know, it was just really an idea on paper. And, you know, the, the name was kind of cheesy and I was just like, eh, I don't know if I want to. So I, I really struggled with the name, right? And that was like looming with me for a long time. And, you know, I took the job and I, I, I was in outside sales. My territory was downtown. I was selling office equipment, which is, is brutal B2B sales. And, you know, you're knocking on doors, cold calling. And, uh, you know, looking back, it, it really taught me a lot of the things that, I do now, you know, that you need to know to do uh, in owning a business, making calls, being, 
you know, having thick skin, uh, being diligent, follow up, you know, all the things that you know, make a, a good business owner uh, are also the qualities with being a good salesperson too. Um, now, wasn't that good of a salesperson because I didn't hit my numbers and I, I actually got laid off in uh, late February, early March 2007 and seems like a long time ago. But uh, after getting laid off, losing my job, you know, being on unemployment and, you know, it was, uh, it, it was a tough time. You know, I, I think I was drunk for the whole month of March and breaking up with my girlfriend at the time and, you know, moving out on my own and, you know, that was, uh, that was pretty challenging. Yeah, and kind of a career change right there, a little bit, a little bit of mindset change. Complete, you know, dump the bucket and here's your life, go pick it up, you yeah. know, figure out what you want to do. So at that time, um, you know, moved into an apartment. Uh, I found a, a hidden bachelor pad gem. It was uh, about 3,000 square foot and had a huge balcony and all open concept, three bedroom. And moved in there and, and just fucked off for a good year and a half, two years. And, you know, I was unemployed and, and just trying to, you know, trying to live, trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And, um, you know, I, I started helping my buddy's company out and got on the road and, which was a lot of fun. We, uh, we went around to a bunch of bike rallies and sold, sold pipe, uh, pipe for Harleys. So, uh, exhaust pipe, uh, it was pretty badass pipe. And, you know, we went around to all the rallies and we had a lot of fun, met a lot of cool people. And uh, that, you know, after having a lot of fun and not making any money and continuing to roll in the debt, I, uh, you know, needed to get a, a job. I needed to wake up. So I got my, uh, I got back into training because I stepped away from it for a little bit and, you know, just being distracted with, with life. And so started working at Fitness Together, which is actually right across the street. Uh, from where my gym is right now and was there for about uh, I think I, st I started there in November of uh, 2007 and I left in May of uh, 2008 and being there was um, really got me on the ball with um, you know training again and and it was just accumulating clients left and right and you know started at a couple of week and ended at you know, 50 plus uh, sessions a week and that burnt me out, and it made me realize that you know I didn't want to work for anybody ever again. And so I left and was out with some friends and ran into this very flamboyant uh, uh, hairdresser named Antonio, who still cuts my hair, and um, became my first client. And um, was with with him, you know, training him for a long time. He. He helped spark me and, and set up my own business. And so I knew training on my own was gonna be difficult, but I did it anyway. So I went to a couple any times and a couple snaps and got kicked out because I was training him, you know, as as his, you know, he's a member, he brings me in as a guest and I'm training him and, you know, gyms don't like that. So um, just like, you know, if anybody came in and did the same thing here, I'd be like, what the hell are you doing, man? Right. You know, so I get it now. Uh, I found out uh, that there was an Anytime Fitness down in uh, Cudahy and went down there, 
you know, presented what I wanted to do and we worked out an agreement and uh, we figured it out. And so I started training down there for a little bit and, you know, that, that was good. You know, I, around, right around that time, boot camps had really been kind of the new, you know, new thing to do and, you know, gym classes really haven't, didn't catch on just yet. And, but the idea of doing boot camps was like the new trend, yeah, you know, right around, was that 2000, 2008 probably. And so, so I was there for a couple years and then, um, you know, still in that huge, you know, bachelor pad and having a bunch of after bars and, you know, just again, getting sick of that lifestyle because I knew, you know, I wanted to pursue fitness and, you know, it's kind of hard to do that when, you know, people are coming over and trying to piss on the floor when you're, you know, <laughs> when you're uh, trying to sleep because you got to get up at 5 a.m. and to train clients. So, um, so I, I had enough, you know, and I moved out actually on my birthday in 2008 and I was uh, 26, 10 years ago. Wow. And yeah, so I, I moved out by myself. I remember it was freaking snowing out and you know I borrowed a trailer and and um, you know just had to move into a new apartment and I did that and a month later I started my business and my name you know the name of the business kind of just came to me one day as I was training and um, impact ultra fitness uh, was what I, I rolled with at first and uh, you know branding and, and making sure that you know, I'm, I'm setting this up for success in the future is always thinking about the future, right? And so I wanted to, to have a name and a, a brand that would stand the test of time. And um, 10 years later, I, I definitely want to change the, the look and feel of it. So, you know, it lasted for a, a long time. Um, you know, so getting started was probably one of the biggest hurdles. It was, um, you know, I, I made the excuse of what the hell am I going to name this, you know, whereas I could have just started and did a doing business as down the road when you figure the shit out, you know, and and that's exactly what I did with uh, Monkey Bar Gym. So, um, you know, right at right when I started my business, um, January 20th, 2009. So we're coming up on 10 years. It's crazy uh, how fast time flies and you know having started my business I, I would never look back I, I would never go back on it and and do something different uh, they say you know most businesses fail within five years um, you know there's there were quite a few times where I thought my business was gonna fail and you know the mistakes that you learn along the way if they're if they're outside the box it, it, there's a very good chance that you will probably will fail um, if they're lateral you know like you can make a mistake here but you go back a little bit and you, and you keep making mistakes until you figure out how to move forward and I, I feel like in the beginning you're you're still learning it's it's like a baby learning how to walk you know and you know you're you got to crawl first and and you got to take that first step and you're going to fall on your face a bunch of times and you know the diligent 
um, tenacity that you have to have to keep moving forward is it has to be innate in you or you're never going to survive. You're never going to be able to sprint and run. And so in January of 2009, um, I was also, um, I also started playing, playing football and uh, did, did that year of, of playing semi-pro and um, was still trying to figure out what I, what I wanted to do with my business. I just knew I, you know, I started my LLC and my checking account was in my apartment, kind of running operations, trying to get clients here and there. And, you know, at the end of the, the seasons, I had to make a decision. I, you know, do I continue playing football or, you know, do I need to get serious about my business? And that's what I did. So um, right around towards the end of the year, uh, I really put my business plan into play, at least the, the theory and, and the stuff that was on paper. and. Um, actually took took that to the gym that I was in and, and to another gym and actually put it in into play and um, we brought on some salespeople some other trainers and we started making it work and you know we did that the one of the salespersons um, you know he he really sold his ass off and built up a, a, a solid revenue stream and a PT clients PT memberships and Trainers were training at, at both locations, and it was going well. And then I went on uh, went on a trip um, to visit my girlfriend at the time, and and he was supposed to pick me up from the airport when I came back, and he wasn't answering his phone. I was like, "What the hell's going on here?" So, you know, I uh, got back and. I had to have somebody else pick me up. I get back to my apartment, and um, my dog was in her cage, just shaking. And you know, he was supposed to take care of her while I, while I was gone for the weekend. And after I found out what happened, um, you know, I I moved all of his shit out <laughs> and put it in storage. And you know, it was it was really tough at the time because you know having having somebody else you know help out with the expenses um, and, and just not only that just you know what what it did to me mentally and you know it really it was betrayal you know and I don't want to get into details as far as what exactly happened um, but it set up the kind of downfall of the partnerships uh, with the gyms and you know I had nothing to do with it but you know he was you know representing you know the business so we pulled out and you know had to to cut ties in you know August of <clears throat> 2010 and cut ties with the, with the gyms and and basically just win whittle away at the revenue that was coming in so basically you know I went to you know four or five grand a month in in revenue which not too bad you know for a, a young kid and down to nothing and right around that time you know actually i'll step back into uh, end of 2009 um, i got a big break with uh, tmj4 and we did milwaukee's biggest loser which was my first big break and uh, being on on tv and so we did a bunch of segments and you know just blew it out of the water it was, it was uh, a great great time to be you know be a part of um, what we were doing and uh, and into that next year 
we uh, we got uh, got me in front of Northwestern Mutual, and one of my my clients at the time had been working for NM, and he had mentioned, you know, we're about to do a Biggest Loser program. So he talked to the person that was in charge and got me in the door, and you know, I I went in with my suit and my presentation, and and I said, you know. I can definitely help you guys out. This is this is what I do, and you know it took a little bit to get the contract, but we rolled out and um, ran the program and launched their their boot camp program there. And you know at the time I'd been just trying to do so many programming and branding things to try and make stuff work in my business, just throwing shit at the wall hoping it would stick. And you know with with branding you got to be so target so target orientated you know with who you want to bring into your business and if you're off just a little bit you may be hitting the board but you're not hitting center and and that's kind of what was going on you know it was like you know offering free programs and just trying to help people and and uh nothing was sticking and so you know trying to do boot camps at the time and and you know try to build a big class that's all i wanted was to have this like you know 25 person class and when I got to NM that first day it was like 60 people out on the on the grass and it was it was it was just the best feeling in the world you know it's like finally all this freaking hard work has been paying off and it was just it was such an awesome feeling and we continued uh, you know the, the biggest loser program at NM and, and launched the, the boot camps and you know so I built up all this energy and all this momentum and it really sparked, you know, the idea of wanting to get out of my apartment and, you know, sick of training clients out in the park with homeless people walking by and, you know, just yelling at you and, and you know, just getting dirty in the grass and, you know, or training, training clients in the apartment gym and just, you know, I wanted my own space. And thinking back to my business plan where it was like, I don't want any overhead, who doesn't, right? Um, you know, it was like things changed. And so I started looking for a space and, you know, checking out different, uh, different leases and, and, you know, different, uh, different spaces in the city. And finally found a, a space that I knew could work. And um, at the end of the year, 2010, uh, signed the lease and actually it was 2010, December 17th, right around then, and uh, did the build out right away. And, you know, I've never, I've always been hands-on. I've always been a hands-on business person. Uh, I, I like building shit, you know, that, and even though in the beginning, a lot of the stuff I built was like not very good, you learn along the way and, um, you know, you make mistakes, and, and again, it's just like business. So I wanted to save money. I wanted to bootstrap. I wanted to, you know, get my, my hands dirty and, and do a lot of the work. Because, well, one of the motivations and restrictions, uh, I filed bankruptcy at 26. Um, I did that myself because I didn't have the, the two grand that it costed to even file. You know, getting laid off and, um, piling up debt and credit card debt and just, you know, not doing things financially sound, 
um, set me up for bill collectors and, and not having any money come in, you know, I really struggled. So, um, so I did the bankruptcy myself and I'm bouncing all over the place, but it all comes back together. Sure, yeah. And it, it was funny because I went in to the bankruptcy court with my, my suit on and everything all planned out. And the judge was like, or, or the commissioner, whoever it was, he said, uh, you're doing this by yourself? And I was like, yep. He's looking through it. And he looks at me, he goes, are you an attorney? And I said, no. Nope. He goes, this is better than almost every attorney I've ever seen. Like, you should be an attorney. I'm like, eh, we'll see, you know? And, you know, it gave me a, a, a second chance at, at, at being, you know, having to learn financially how to cash flow and how to keep my expenses um, at a minimum. And it forced me to not get credit cards and not get loans and, and you know, I had to be extremely lean. So, you know, wanting to get a space of my own, you know, there's, you need cash to do that. And so thankfully, you know, my dad borrowed me some, some money and, um, you know, for the cost of about one treadmill, a really nice treadmill, you know, seven, eight grand, I was able to start my business, you know, start an actual location and buy equipment and put the deposit down for the lease and, you know, have um, money for, uh, for, you know, build out expenses and, you know, get it operational, get it up and running. It wasn't perfect, but it got, it got my feet wet and it got me going. And, you know, Monkey Bar Gym, you know, it's it's everything to me now and right when i right when i first opened up you know when i when i first signed the lease i i had all this stuff that i was doing branding and you know impact ultra fitness and my personal training and stuff outside you know the location all this stuff that i invested into and and then monkey bar gym came along and it was like dang do i like what am i going to do here this is so this is so like me and this is so what I want to do and, and it's, it's so appealing and so tempting. And it was like, you know, do I do, I do both? You know, and like I knew that was gonna be confusing so I just with faith just let it all go, all, all the stuff that I was doing for the past two years and you know, I put everything into Monkey Bar Gym and even though it's, it's not my brand, you know, John Hines founded this in 2000. I always treated it like it was my own business. And, you know, I, I believe that. And not to take any credit away from John, because, you know, I, he's, he's like a, a brother to me, you know, he's a mentor, he's amazing. And, you know, but it's, it's the mindset, it's the mentality of, of treating it like your own. And, you know, going into that, I think, really it helped me survive and because I, 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 I always believed that this, this was mine, you know? And so it took about four months to do the build out and, you know, get set up to be fully operational with um, being an affiliate, you know, taking the CNT, which is the, the course that we need to, all the trainers need to take so that we can speak the language and, and do what we do here. and. You know, 
I did everything backwards. Most people, you know, do the CNT first and train a little bit and then, and then become an affiliate. I just wanted to skip all that. I became an affiliate first and, and, and then learned the training. I, was, I drank the Kool-Aid and I was completely drunk on MBG. And I, was, I took, took the CNT and I was like, I'm gonna become a vegan, I'm gonna do this right away and this is gonna be amazing. I'm gonna eat 100% you know, plant-based and boom, fall on my face, you know, it was like, all right, uh, this is actually more challenging than I thought. And it's really not that challenging anymore. But actually giving up meat took me about, about seven months to actually just make the decision to do it. And, um, you know, we opened up our doors for the gym, Monkey Bar Gym, in May, of, May 1st, 2011. And, you know, I signed a three-year lease, and it was like, the, the clock was ticking. It was ticking from the moment that I opened our doors. And I knew that I didn't want to stay there. You'd think that we'd have every single, every single reason for us to fail. The second floor of a bar, you had to enter up through the back door, through a, a bottle-infested, beer-smelling alley, up 23 steps of stairs, with like broken glass downstairs and a bathroom that was just disgusting and barely any signage. We had some, you know, some, some graphics on the window and the doors outside, but we didn't have a sign. You know, all, these, all this opportunity for us to fail and we thrived. And when we opened up in Milwaukee in, in May of 2011, there, there were not many gyms like, like us you know, class-based, uh, maybe one or two. And most of them aren't even around anymore. Um, you know, we were able to capitalize early on using Groupon. Uh, we killed it, you know, we were like the number one, we were the number one fitness selling Groupon in Milwaukee for a long time. We sold six, 7,000 Groupons over the course of, uh, you know, since we opened. And, you know, that was, that was, it helped get people through the door and it worked, you know, in the beginning. And most of our members in the beginning came in through, through using that, uh, that service. And so we launched with a 30 day challenge and, you know, it was like, we're gonna have a hundred members in two months, didn't happen. You know, we were, uh, we were at 30 at the end of the year, at the end of 2011. My contract ended with Northwestern Mutual at the end of the year. And so again, had ended 2011, I had all this revenue built up, four, five, six grand a month in revenue, completely cut off. So I had these legs of the chair helping to hold the business up with, you know, revenue streams and cut, you know, cut my feet off, cut my legs off. What are you gonna do? You know, most businesses would, oh, this is too hard. You know, I'm gonna, most business owners. And that's why businesses fail is because, you know, you, you, you're in the face of adversity and you either punch it in the face and, and run over it or you cower and, you know, you, you accept it and, and you close, close shop. And this shit is tough. It's not easy. And it's not easy. It's really fucking tough. And, you know, you have to be able to put that those feelings aside and, and just focus on the prize, you know, which you don't really know what it's gonna be. 
but you know it's somewhere and it's down the road. And so I had a fire under my ass because we weren't cash flowing at the time. And, and so I got on the ball and started selling all the stuff that I was doing that learned that I learned from my first job out of college and you know closing deals and how to talk to people and you know how to set up a sales process and how to present how to how to make the close and it's an art you know and you have to do it in a very particular way in order and and you have to do it right and honestly you know selling gym memberships is not tough. You're trying to just walk somebody into doing what they already want to do anyways. You know, you just can't fuck it up. You know, basically that's what the, the whole premise is, you know. And, you know, if you offer a great service and a great product, you just have to present it to people in a way that makes them want to buy, you know. It's not selling, it's storytelling and, and, and just asking somebody to sign up. You know, so by the end of 2012, which is our first full year of operational business, you know, that was a huge success for me. And because, you know, I, I had done a lot of stuff in the past, but never consistently over a regular basis. And, you know, that year was a lot of growth. You know, we had, um, we went from 30 to 100 and, uh, went from 30 to 100 which was pretty good you know and and having not having a lot of expenses uh being in a smaller studio uh and outgrowing that very quickly made made me think and and motivated me to motivated me to uh want to move and I had to move because at the end of 2013 we needed to be in a I didn't want to stay there I couldn't because number one we were outgrowing number two it just wasn't a good fit and so um, so at the end of 20, 2012 it took about literally almost two years for us to plan out um, about a year and a half actually to, to actually plan out the the current space and the current build out that we're in right now and so on my way to the gym every single day I drove past this space and you know it was like this looming thing that I knew I had to do because I couldn't stay in the space and so you know I, I drove past it and I made the call one day and I was like I'm gonna really check this space out this this is it and when I walked in it was like light speed saw every single stud every single screw which I ended up for the most part putting in myself you know, and it was like, and, and I saw the vision, and I was like, this is the space. This is the space I'm going to be in. And I got on the ball right away and started planning it out and negotiating and, and, and just making, creating the idea of the gym and, and Monkey Bar Gym and, and what I really wanted for the space. It was my dream. And... I had it down on paper and I sketched it out and then we had uh, had an architect put it together and actually make it code, you know, make it make it actually drawings that we can take to the city and, and get a stamp of approval on. 
And so I signed the lease for, for this space on March 20th, 2013, and we were off to the races. You know, we, uh, the build out here was set up in a couple different phases, and uh, the initial phase was, when we moved in this, when I signed the lease, there was nothing in here. There was no electricity, no lighting, no plumbing, um, no drywall. And so it was a blank, it wasn't even a white space. So they, you know, the landlords had to um, create the white space for us to be able to, to do our build out for the internal um, pieces of, of the business. And so my dad pulled all the permits with his business. Uh, I became the, the GC, general contractor, hired all the other um, subs for plumbing, HVAC, and, and all the other stuff that I couldn't do. And we got to work Jan uh, June 1st, 2013. And from June 1st until October 1st, I didn't take a day off. And I swung the hammer and, and, and screwed in almost every, and there's a lot of freaking screws in here. A lot of screws. And, you know, I made sure that this, this place got done. And um, I lost about I don't know, almost 20 pounds. I was, I was withering away. And my sister was making fun of me. She said, you, I, I look like a, a Holocaust victim. And I was like, for me, you know, being a guy, it was like, you know, I, that went down to my core and I was like, I can't be like this anymore, you know, but I had, I had to do what I had to do to get the job done and 16, 18 hour days every day, you know, grueling work. And my dad kept asking me, he's like, he's like, don't worry about it. Just do it at your own, you know, do it at a pace, you know? And I'm like, no, I've, I've got a, I've, the lease is going to start October 1st. And I was like, I can't. I can't postpone that, you know, like payment is due October 1st. And if I'm not operational by October 1st, we're losing money every second that, you know, the, the door is, you know, is closed. And so literally till the last hour, we were working on the build out and class started at 6 a.m. on Monday. And we, I had a crew here and um, I was up on a on a ladder and my uncle was trying to configure the mats to fit perfectly. And so we bought a bunch of new mats, which was the same brand, and we had brought over the old mats. Well, I didn't realize at the time, I knew that they expanded, but I didn't know that they wouldn't fit when you try to fit new ones with old ones. So I was like drilling into the concrete, you know, with this uh, hammer drill. And my uncle came over and he said, you probably want to put that drill down and the power tool and come down off the ladder. And, and he showed me what was going on and I was like, at that time I just threw my hands up in the air and I was just like, fuck, what am I gonna do, you know? And after walking around a little bit, I came back and I was, I was at the gym with Jesse, one of the trainers at the time, till like 4.30 in the morning. And we had gone through two to three different configurations and we finally figured it out. And I went home and went to bed and I wasn't even here for the first class. And thankfully, Sherry was teaching, and she took that picture. And, um, and I was very thankful for that. And, you know, I'd, I'd literally done an ultramarathon of a build-out. And it was, it burnt me the hell out, you know. But I was so grateful to, to have done that and gone through it. And I learned so much about myself and 
after doing that build out, it was just like I could take on the world. You know, I could. I feel like I can do anything now. And you know, it was funny because October first, you know, when I when I finished, you know, having filed bankruptcy and trying to get a loan was again the second time around was so difficult like i've been with chase bank at that time for i don't know seven years and they wouldn't give me a dime for a business loan i'm like give me a bone give me a thousand bucks for me to prove that i can spend it and pay it back and they wouldn't do it and so i got a contact with another local bank and um, was able to get a loan so i could pay the contractors because up until that point in the build out I was doing everything off of cash flow and that was running out and so got the loan you know paid everybody and then got a TI loan paid everybody and then on top of that still had you know a Home Depot line uh, Best Buy line for all the all the appliances and then we finished and then 10 contractors gave me a $3,000 bill at the end and do the math. That's 30 grand. I was like, I don't have any more money. I don't know what you want me to do. Like this is, I can't, I can't pay you with air, you know? And thankfully, you know, all of them were willing to work with me and I was able to pay them, you know, on a monthly basis to be able to pay off, you know, my debt with them. And so, on October 1st, when we opened, you know, even with this amazing new space, we still had a ton of members who canceled, you know, coming over to the new space. And we're 10 blocks down, or yeah, 10 blocks down from the old space. And it was like, you know, why wouldn't you want to stay on board? But still people canceled. So, you know, that, that was tough because by December 1st, we were 30 grand in the hole. Besides the the stuff that I the money that I owed the contractors, you know, I was scared we weren't going to be able to make make payment, you know, for for rent. And so, you know, we I got on the ball. I started canvassing and and doing cold calls and and just put a, a thir three thirty day challenges together uh, for November, December, and January. All right? Yeah. And um, finally, you know, we we got some businesses to jump on board and. Um, we were able to obviously stay alive and the members had come on, new members had come on board and you know, the moral of the story here and, and a lot of the things that I've done, you know, it's been in faith, it's been in, you know, some people would say that's risky, <laughs> you know, or that's crazy even, but that's normal for me. Honestly, um, I couldn't live my life any differently than what I'm doing right now. And I needed to have a partner who was my sidekick, you know, my co-pilot, my partner in crime. And, you know, that, that was crucial. Um, having a business partner or a spouse or you know, a, a girlfriend or boyfriend or whoever it is, when you're starting a business, it's, you need support because it's a very lonely road. Lonely at the top, yeah. It's extremely lonely.
That was fucking phenomenal, dude. Yeah, that was honestly, that was like, like, that was like that's like what this podcast is about, straight up. Like that was fucking phenomenal. He talked about all the highs and the lows and like I can keep gra- going. craziest lows. Yeah, I had to do it for wild. sure, man. Yeah. That was awesome. That was cool. hell yeah, man. So you know, getting back to lonely, it was uh, you know going through owning your own business and and just you know the shit that you got to do that you can't you, you it. And it goes it's, unseen. It's so too. hard. Yeah, it's so unseen. You know, people see me in my office now, and they're like, "Oh, he doesn't do anything." Or, you know, I do. I, I train. I'm here all the time, probably more than anybody. You know, Luke is is probably one of the only people that are here just as much as me. And, you know, my staff, everybody that we have on board, I'm so thankful for. And and. You know, I, I talk a lot about being a business owner, but and the, the stuff that I've been able to do and and the things that I've accomplished. But you know, taking it to that next level where you actually have where it's more than just me. You know, up until that point, you know, it was me and a couple people. And when I opened up this location here, and since when I opened up this location, we had to expand. We had to bring on more people, and that was like starting a whole new business that I knew nothing about, you know? And, and I went to school for communication, interpersonal and organizational communication. And that shit is so tough. Dealing with people is like, like keeping people happy is, is, is so difficult. And you add in all the stress of everything in the business and then, you know, I may come off as an asshole or you know arrogant or or even assertive or direct or you have no idea what's going through my head when I'm walking walking by you know and it's being able to turn that off or, or you know I wear my my emotions on my sleeve and on my chest and so if shit's going on in my head you know and and somebody tries to talk to me it's like you know like you know and I'm like I gotta turn this off because I need to. I need to be happy and I need to talk to you. And um, you know, it, it, I, I'm I'm human, and uh, I make and have made a lot of mistakes. And you know, I've I've had a great support system, um, mentors, people that I can soundboard off of, and 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 talk to about shit that's going on. And you know, thankfully, you know, a lot of my my good friends, people that I, I hold, you know, on my hand, you know, I can count those people that know me, truly know me, you know, are doctors or, uh, you know, own their own business or, you know, running companies. And so being able to talk to them about stuff that I got going on was crucial. You know, it was, um, it really gave me the support that I needed and not in a way that is like hand holding. It's just like, you need that. You need that. It's like nice to have an outlet. Yeah, yeah. You gotta be able to, because a lot of times with your spouse and with your partner, shit that you just can't talk to about, you know? And so then you're left by yourself. And, um, and so, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to understand the things that, that we go through as business owners. And, um, and I hope that you guys got a little, glimpse of understanding of you know what it was like for me and you know what it was like to to start the business and and I don't want to paint a picture of you know 
doom and gloom or anything because um, this has been amazing, you know, and, and all that, all hardship, all it does is it gives you character and, you know, it gives you the tools and those little mini failures sets you up for success and, you know, it, it, it gives you the confidence, even though it might suck at the time going through the shit, like, and just when you think it's good, something happens and that, dump, that, that, that bucket dumps out and, you know, I don't know who's doing that shit that yeah, wants to dump your life out, you know, right. God or whoever it is, you know, powers, I, I don't know, but somebody dumps your fucking life out and they're like, pick it up, ha ha, that's funny, you know, they just want you to fail. Right. And, you know, you just got to pick it back up, you know, and every time your life gets dumped out, you look at it and go, I've been here before, man. Like, what the fuck am I actually going to choose to pick back up? What yeah. am I going to restart? That's a, that's a great you know way I mean? to look at it. You know what I mean? Like, what am I going to choose to pick up out of all the shit that's on the floor right now? And I think that's exactly what you've painted. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, people see this top-level shit of you running this business and stuff like that, and they just look at you like, oh, the guy just walked in here and started a business. But, like, you guys heard the last 35 minutes, like, straight up. Like, it took a fucking, it was a run. Yeah. Straight up run. And it was a hustle. Right. It was grind. It was diligence, consistency, sweat, tears, joy. It's fucking crazy, man. Throwing your life at it, you know? Yeah. You can't ever be complacent, and and if if I've learned anything over, you know, especially since I've been here at at this this space, this location, um, being complacent is kryptonite. You know, it is. Um, you know, I, I hear people all the time saying, you know, Jeff, you're always like doing something new. You're always, you know, you're always on the cutting edge, or you're always doing the new thing, or. or you, like the collective, you know, the fitness collective that we just launched and, you know, there's a need for it. And I've seen changes in the market and I've seen changes in my own business. And you have to be able to adapt to that because if you don't, you know, if you're still using fax machines, you're done, you're done, right. you know, right. use the damn fax machines. For real. Like anybody yeah. that says, so I'm going to fax you this, like, don't even bother, bro. <laughs> like, I don't even know how to receive a fax, bro. Save it. You know yeah. what I mean? No, so yeah, that you, ha sense. you have to change with because if the you world. don't, you're, you're done. Yeah. Because everything else is changing. Yeah. So if you don't adapt to everything in the technology and how people are consuming content and the storytelling tactics, you're done. It's the market. You're straight yeah. up done. And the market, the market decides, not you. I'm I'm gonna end this. There's so much more I can talk to, you, and I hope you guys invite me back. Oh, absolutely, yeah, man. This has been phenomenal. I would love to continue, you know, telling my story and and even diving into certain elements of you know, certain periods of time, you know, that can really bring me back and, and I can dial in very easily. But I want to end with uh, a quote from uh, Tony Robbins. And so listen to a ton of his podcasts and he, he's got speakers who, and this is not a plug for Tony Robbins, but I will plug him because he's awesome. And, you know, his podcasts range from just you know relationships to business to technology to everything and you know having that variety is really interesting and he, Tony says all the time if if you're not growing you're dead if you don't grow you're dead and so you have to grow and in order to grow you have to adapt and you have to have conflict and you have to have adversity because the other side of that is complacency. 
And if you're complacent, you're going to fail. Amen to that. Yeah, it's beautiful. For those that don't even know, that was exactly what Positive Input was. Jeff's story as the owner of Monkey Bar Gym, the, the struggle, the hardships, the diligence, everything in between. Just the grit, the grit. The constant, and even still, you know, today, 2018, he still is on his hustle every single fucking day, creating new opportunities with the Fitness Alliance, the Collective, anything you can name it. That was an amazing episode. I appreciate Thank you sharing you. your story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. Appreciate having you Thank on. Thank you, guys. That was honestly an insanely inspiring story. You know, like, that's like, honestly, like, that right there is like entrepreneurship to the core. To the like, core. Yeah. We hope to have you back sometime. And I hope everyone who's listening takes something away from that. This is just normal, guys. This is normal for me every day. So I appreciate the uh, all the compliments and I and, uh, really appreciate being on, on the show today. And, um, you know, share this podcast, help share my story, and um, hopefully that will influence people who are out there trying to start their own business or, or their own gym. And contact me. You know, if you have questions, if you have um, comments, or, or just you know want to share your story, um, I, I highly recommend that because it's all up here. You know, it's. Um, we don't really get that opportunity to really truly tell our story and I'm so thankful for that you guys so yeah absolutely yeah, appreciate you telling us on here man we'll, uh, we'll make sure that Jeff's uh, all his social media is linked out uh, in the description so you guys will be able to find him and get a hold of him if you guys want make sure you check out the Milwaukee Fitness Collective something that Jeff, Nick and I have been working all together uh, something new here in Milwaukee too so if you're looking for a new fitness opportunity in Milwaukee make sure you check that out and thanks for always for tuning in yeah thanks for tuning in